Luke, the 17th chapter and the 5th verse. If you need a Bible and you don't have one, you can raise your hand real high and our ushers will be glad to loan you one of ours. Even though the scriptures are on the screen, uh, it's good to have a Bible and turn in the Bible. So if you don't have one, you can raise your hand real high and we'll loan you one of ours today. Just leave it on the seat when you leave so we can use it again next time. Um, Luke, the 17th chapter and the 5th verse The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith, increase our faith. So that's what the apostle said to the Lord. They wanted their faith increased. Now that word increase can actually mean two things. One would be to have more of something. To increase would mean to have more of something. It can also mean this, to develop what you do have. To develop, to develop what you already have. So two things that increase can mean. It can mean to have more of something. Or it could mean to take what you already have and develop it. And in that way you're increasing. Now it's interesting when they said to him, they said increase our faith. In verse 6, notice his response. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, that just means if you have just a little bit of faith, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. Now it's interesting that when the disciples asked to have their faith increased, the Lord said to them, if you have just a little bit, you can say... And actually what what the Lord was telling them to do was, he, he, he was telling them to exercise what they already had. To exercise what they already had. It wasn't a matter of that they needed more faith. It was a matter of them taking what they already had and developing it are exercising it. I'm titling this message today, Exercise. Real loud with everything in you, say exercise. Exercise. Yeah, exercise. That's something we all like to talk about. (laughs) Exercise. The Lord told them to take what they already had and develop it. Now, You know, usually when we talk about faith and getting more faith, we go to Romans 10, 17. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's good. Remember what Romans 10, 17 says? It says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, that's very true. That's Bible. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you see, with the disciples here, you need to realize that they had been hearing the word of God. Jesus had been teaching them and teaching them and teaching them and teaching them. And they'd been hearing the word of God. So it wasn't a matter that they needed to hear the word of God more. It was a matter of they needed to take what they had already heard and use it and develop it. That's why he he didn't say to them, when they said, Lord, increase our faith, he didn't say to them, well, just sit here and listen to me teach some more. He, He didn't say that to them. He said, 
use what you already have. That's what he meant when he said, if you just have a little bit of faith, you can say to the tree. Do you understand that? We'll talk about it in a minute. We're saying as a part of exercising your faith, what you already do have. And so it wasn't a matter that they needed to hear more word. Now, of course, I'll be the first one to say we always need to be hearing the word and, and on a regular basis. But but we also need to be we need to be developing the faith that we get through hearing the word. We need to be exercising our faith. Let me explain this to you in the natural realm, and I think you'll be able to understand it better. Um, would you agree with me that weight comes by eating and eating food? How many, how many of you know what this is? That's a fork, isn't it? That's a fork or a fark. Fork. And what do we do with a fork? We feed ourselves, right? Is that right? How many's ever used a fork in here besides me? And usually have a knife and a spoon and and huh? So I'm feeding myself, and as I feed myself, weight comes by eating and eating by food, right? Is that right? Is that right? Okay, but if all I ever do is eat, and I can eat and eat and eat and eat and eat, what comes when I eat and eat and eat and eat? Wait. Is that right? Are you okay? So as I'm eating food, I'm going to be increasing, correct? Wait. But what if I don't ever exercise? then all I'm going to do is get heavier and heavier, right? And heavier. Is that correct? You see, weight comes by eating and eating food. But how do you develop weight into muscle? By what? By exercising. Is that right? Is that correct? Now, how many of you would agree with me this is a lot more fun than this? Huh? It is. It is. How many of you know it is? It's a lot more fun. How many of you know your flesh enjoys this more than that? It's a whole lot easier and a whole lot more fun to raise this than it is this. Correct? Right? This doesn't take a whole lot of dedication and commitment, does it? But this does, doesn't it? Huh? Is that right? And, uh, and so you see, I can, I can take the fork and I can just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and I'll get heavier and heavier and heavier. But if I don't ever take this, this weight here and exercise, then the weight's never going to be developed into muscle. It's just going to be, I don't want to use that word, but it's a three letter word, starts with an F and ends with a T and there's a vowel in the middle. Huh? It's not fit. (laughs) And I isn't the one in the middle. Okay. But you know what happens when you exercise that three-letter word with the F and the T and the A in the middle? Thank you. What can you do when you exercise? That that fat gets developed into muscle. muscle. And one thing that the, the Lord has really 
pointed out to me and something that he wants me to work on more and he wants me to have you work on more is that, you know, we, we've always emphasized hearing the word, hearing the word, hearing the word, hearing the word, and, and we need to hear the word. But if all you ever do is hear the word and you don't ever exercise what you've heard, then you'll get what I call fat faith or dead faith. How many of you know you can have dead faith? Did you know that? Doesn't the Bible say faith without action or works is dead? See, so you can hear the word of God, hear the word of God, hear the word of God, hear the word of God. And faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Nobody's arguing with that. But if you want your faith to be increased, now in some instances, if people haven't heard the word of God, then they need to hear the word of God for faith to come. But so much of the time, at least with the people I've dealt with for the last 20 years, give or take more than that, it wasn't a matter that they needed to hear more word. It was a matter that they needed to use what they already had. See, they, the faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. They've heard the word. They, they had faith, but their faith was fat, if you will. It was flabby. It was dead because they've never exercised it like they should. And again, you'll agree with me if all I ever do is lift this and I don't ever lift this, I'm going to get fat, right? But if I'll work on this, then I'll change that fat into muscle. Okay, and the same thing's true in the spiritual realm. You need to, I mean, let, let's just put it to you this way. What if I stopped using this fork and I didn't eat? What if I just stopped using the fork and I didn't eat? And I went, went a year without eating. What would happen to me? I would what? I would die. I mean, we need to eat, don't we? If I just stopped, if I just stopped coming to church and stopped listening to the word, my faith would shrivel up, wouldn't it? But, but but what also happens though, see, is, is uh, you know, you got to keep eating to live. You got to keep hearing the word of God for, to, to have faith all right. But the whole essence of this message, what I'm going to get to here, is that we need to also exercise to develop what we have. It's good to exercise in the natural realm. You'll change the... Uh, muscle in uh, the fat into muscle and in the spiritual realm if all you do is hear the word of god then you have what we call what i'd call fat faith or dead faith but if you'll start to exercise your faith you can make your faith strong and get to the point where you can believe god and to believe god and have faith means the same thing you can get your faith strong see faith doesn't now get this faith doesn't get strong just by hearing the word of god You need to understand that. Faith doesn't get strong just by hearing the word of God. Faith gets strong by hearing the word of God and then doing the word of God, exercising your faith. And as you exercise your faith, then your faith gets strong and you can get to the point where you can believe God and and you can see things come to pass, you see. Now, you need to realize that when you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you were given a measure of faith. So if you're a Christian here today, don't say that you don't have any faith because you do. 
You've been given that when you, when you got saved. And remember the Bible talks about going from faith to faith. How many of you remember that in the book of Romans? It talks about going from faith to faith. And a lot of times people think, well, we go from faith to faith by hearing more of the word. No, you go from faith to faith by hearing the word of God, but then using your faith and developing it. And you know what? I can start out. How many of you know I can start out lifting this, right? And then if I lift this long enough, I can get to the point where I can now do something bigger. Is that right? And then if I lift this long enough, I can get to the point where I can get a bigger weight and a bigger weight. Same thing is true in the spiritual realm. There's a lot of people in here uh, you couldn't believe for $50,000, could you? Couldn't believe for it. Oh, you could believe for it, but you wouldn't be able, you wouldn't be able to receive it because you've never been believing God for a hundred dollars. How many of you know you gotta believe God for a hundred dollars before you're gonna be able to believe Him for ten thousand or more? You understand? If you wanna talk money, let's talk, let's talk about, and I'll probably say this again in a moment, but let's talk about healing. There's a lot of people that they don't believe God to heal a headache. But then when cancer hits their body, now they're gonna all of a sudden believe God. How many of you know if you're not believing God on the headache, what makes you think that you're going to be able to believe him to be healed of terminal cancer? Did you get what I just said? How many got what I just said? Did you get what I just said? I want to say that again because we're talking about developing faith and getting strong faith. See, there, there's people, we can use the money example, but let's use the, the healing example. There's a lot of people that when a headache hits them, they're, they're not going to bother to believe God for that, to be healed of that. But then they're going to wait until, until they're diagnosed with terminal cancer, and then all of a sudden now they're going to start trying to believe God. Would, would it be fair to say that if you can't believe God on a headache, you're going to not have much success on terminal cancer? Is, is that right? How many of you know if you can't lift five pounds, you're not going to be successful lifting 50 pounds? How many of you know if you can't lift 50 pounds, you're not going to be successful lifting 100 pounds? Is that right? See, we understand that in the natural realm. Why can't we understand that in the spiritual? It works the exact same way. How many of you know if you can't believe God to, to, supply, uh, to supply your next meal, how are you going to believe God for something more than that? Do you understand what I'm saying? How many of you know we need to exercise a little bit every day? A little bit every day. Is that right? I've already seen people where they couldn't lift, they couldn't lift five pounds. But they worked on a little bit every day and they got where they could not only lift the five, but then they could lift the ten. And then they could lift the 15. And then they could lift the 20. And then they could lift the 30. Are you, you understand what I'm saying? Same thing's true in the spiritual realm. Start believing God for something. I'll tell you right now, and I'm, I'm way off, I'm supposed to be saying this at the end of the message, but I'll say it right now. If you're not believing God for something right now as you sit there, you're not exercising your faith. How many of you, you're believing God for something? Are you believing? I'm believing God for something. This, I'm, I'm believing God for about five or six things this morning that I'm, I'm, I'm believing him for. See, what am I doing? I'm exercising my faith. There, there, there's some things I've been, been believing God for for years and they haven't come to pass yet, but you know what? I'm still believing God. Did you hear what I just said? And what, what am I doing when I'm doing that is I'm, I'm exercising my faith, you see. Did you hear what I, did you hear what I just said? Did you hear what I just said? Now, notice if you would, 
Let's talk about how to exercise your faith. Go, go if you would, to 2 Thessalonians 1 and 3. 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 How do you exercise your faith? How to? How many of you like a how-to message? You want to know how, how do you do it? See, it's not enough for me to tell you that you need to do it. Now let me tell you how to do it. How many of you would agree with me that faith works by love? Faith works by love. If you're not going to be a person of love, you can hear the word of God all day long and you can try to exercise and believe God for things. But if you're not going to walk in love, your faith is never going to get strong. Because the Bible says in the book of Galatians that faith works by love. Now notice here in 2 Thessalonians 1.3 says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith, your faith does what? Grows exceedingly. Didn't the, didn't the disciples say to the Lord, increase our faith? Didn't, all right. Your faith grows exceedingly. Now let's see why. And the what? The, the what? The The love of every one of you all abounds toward each other. Now, why was their faith growing exceedingly? It's because these were people of love. Do you hear me? How many of you would like your faith to grow exceedingly? Well, be a person of love, okay? I've already seen people say, well, I'm going to just hear the word of God, hear the word of God, hear the word of God. Well, you can hear the word of God and your faith can increase, all right, but you can hear the word of God, have your faith increase, and if you don't exercise it, it's going to be dead faith. But there again, you, you can hear the word of God and try to believe God for things. But if you're not going to walk in love towards people, your faith, no matter how much you hear the word of God, it's never going to work. Say this, say, faith works. By love. So if you want to exercise your faith, if you want to increase your faith, you need to be a person of love. Right here in Thessalonica, their faith grew exceedingly. And what was the key mark to it? They were people of love. Now, go if you would to 2 Corinthians 4. 2 Corinthians 4. Turn over there. And let me uh, show you another way. To increase your faith. Remember when the disciples came to Jesus. They said Lord increase our faith. Remember that. And he said. Did did he say you need to hear more of the word. Did he say that to them. Did he say you need to sit here and listen to me teach for another three hours. Did he say that. No he said if you have just a little bit of faith. You can what. You can. You can what. You can. Do you remember. Come on guys. You can what. You can. You can, you can, what does the Bible say? He, the, they, let's get this now. You can what? You can what? You can say, real loud say, say. Say, say. You can say to the, what kind of tree was it? Mulberry tree. He talked to them about speaking, didn't he? Didn't he talk to them about speaking? All right. Did he say that you need to sit and listen to me teach for another three hours? No, he talked to them about what? About saying. Speaking, is that right? Now this is one way you exercise your faith is you confess the word of God over your situation. You confess the word of God over what you're believing for. One of the key mark scriptures in the Bible talks about, about 
a person of faith calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Is that right? Is that correct? You can't be a person of faith. You can't exercise faith properly if you're not going to look at what's coming out of your mouth. Did you hear what I just said? You understand that? Our confession is important. And when, 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 when the, the, the disciples came to the Lord, they said, increase our faith. He said, he talked to them about speaking, about saying. Remember the other keynote scripture on faith? Whosoever shall say unto the mountain, be thou removed and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. Is, is, is that correct? We need to watch what's coming out of our mouths. Notice in 2 Corinthians 4.13, we're talking about how to increase your faith. Well, be confessing the word over your situation, what it is you're believing God for. Notice here, 2 Corinthians 4.13, and since we have the same spirit of what? Spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed... I believe, to, to believe and to have faith is the same thing. I believed, I had faith, and therefore I what? I spoke. We also believe, or we also have faith, and therefore we what? Speak. Do you see that? To exercise your faith, you need to be a person that speaks the word of God over your situation. Look at 1 Timothy 6.12. Look at 1 Timothy 6.12. 1 Timothy 6.12. 1 Timothy 6.12. Paul says this to this young minister, Timothy. He says, fight the good fight of what? Of faith. He says, lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have what? And have confessed the what? The good confession in the presence of many witnesses. He's talking about a fight of faith. Now, if you get into a fight, you better have not just heard the word of God, but you have better been somebody that has exercised. How many of you know that if you get into a fight with somebody, you you better be uh, somebody who has not only uh, eaten food, but somebody that's been to the gym. Is that right? Aren't you going to have better success winning the fight in the natural if you've been to the gym? Is that right? Is, is that correct? All right. Remember that commercial from years ago where that guy was laying on the beach with his girlfriend, that skinny guy? Remember that? And the big muscle guy came up and kicked sand in his face, took the girl away. Is that right? Now, that skinny guy, that little one, you know why I say skinny, no muscles. He didn't have a chance against the muscle guy, did he? Did he? No. And, and, and so, you know, I, I, so many people, when the muscle guy shows up, the, 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 the one with no, no muscles wants to say, hey, wait a minute, muscle man. I need to go to the gym and work out and get myself in shape so I can beat you and keep my girlfriend. How many of you know it doesn't work that way? Same way with the devil. A lot of times people wait until terminal cancer is knocking on their door. And now, well, now we need to go get into the word of God. How many of you know you're going to be a day late and a dollar short? Is that right? How many of you know cancer is not going to wait for you to get studied up? Is that right? How many, how many of you agree with that? That's true, isn't it? Is that right? So you see, you need to be exercising and have yourself in shape and, and, and so on and so forth. And so he's talking about the good fight of faith. Same thing in the spiritual realm. Fight the good fight of faith. And then he talks about confess to good confession. Listen, 
be believing God for something. Have a list of a few things you're believing God for. Ha, ha, have some little things on it, some medium-sized things on it, some big things on it. You know, when you go to the gym, I've learned this much. You, you don't just want to work with the heavy weights, but sometimes you need to work with the small weights. Did you know sometimes the small weights can develop muscles that the big weights can't? Did you know that? How many of you knew that? And so, so be believing God for, for some small things, some medium things, and some big things. Always have some things on your list. Somebody said, well, I don't have a list of all, at all. Well, then you're out of shape. Your face out of shape, you see. Have a list. Have some small things on there that you're believing for. Have some medium things. You know what I'm talking about? And have some things that's going to stretch your face. How many of you know if you want to get extend yourself in physical fitness, you've got to stretch yourself a little bit? Is that right? Is that correct? And so, so be sure that you have, when you're believing God, be believing God for some, some small thing, some medium, some big things. Always keep that going all the, say all the time. Will it do you any good to go to the gym just once in a while? No, you gotta be doing it regular. Is that right? And, 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 and be confessing over your situation, whatever it is, be confessing over the situation all the time. If it's sickness and disease, be, be confessing out of a believing heart, be confessing that by Jesus stripes, I'm what? I'm healed. Be confessing that. Amen. If it's an area of of provision, always be confessing every day. Just confess uh, 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 that, that, that Jesus supplies my need according to his riches in glory. Amen. Be confessing that. Did you hear me? How many of you okay with that? All right. You You Okay. So we need to be confessing. That's how that's one way we exercise our faith is by confessing. And then notice James 2.17. We've already alluded to this, but go to James 2.17. Go there. Notice this. Says faith by itself, if it doesn't have works, is what? We've already talked about that, haven't we? I'm going to read this from the Amplified Bible. So also faith... If it does not have works, deeds and actions of obedience to back it up by itself is destitute of power, inoperative and dead. So you can hear the word of God, hear the word of God, hear the word of God, hear the word of God. And yeah, faith comes. Faith presents itself when you hear the word of God. But you can hear the word of God and have faith and have what's called dead faith, inoperative faith. Because you see... What you have to do, and that's what Jesus was trying to get across to the disciples when they said increase our faith. He said, hey, you've already heard me. You've already heard the word. Now you need to start using it. You need to start saying it. You need to start speaking it. You need to start exercising it. Can you say amen? Uh, we'll talk about the storms. How many of you know we've spoken to storms over the years and we've broke them up before they got here? Is that right? How many of you know we've sent some north, we've sent some south, we broke some up. Is that right? Now, now we didn't do it in and of ourselves. We used the authority and the power that the Lord gave us. And we, you know, as the Bible says, say to the mountain, we talked about that, but we can say to the storm. Did Jesus ever speak to the storm? Yeah. And you know what? When we first started doing that, uh, we weren't as strong in it as we are now. But how many of you know, after uh, speaking to storms like we've done over the years, I don't say this boastfully. It's just we've been we've been exercising our faith and and 
when there's a storm coming. You know what I'm talking about, bad storm. How many of you know you can't stop a little snowstorm from coming through in Missouri? Is that right? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking that, remember that ice storm we we dealt with last year. How many remembers that? And, and tornadoes and things like that, 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 that. I mean, the one guy called me the one day or he emailed me or texted me and he said, wow, wow, that, 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 that storm's breaking up right as it's moving over Fenton. How many of you know that's not by accident? I'm talking about a dangerous tornado now. We used our authority. We, but you see, we've worked, we've built ourselves up on that. Do you understand? We've developed our faith where this ministry is strong in faith where that's concerned. Why? Because we've been doing it over and over and over again. Are you getting what I'm saying? See, it's one thing to hear that Jesus did, that he's calmed the storm. It's another thing when we hear that, it builds faith in us. And he said, the works that I do, you shall do also and greater. How many of you know he said that? And then we rise up in his name and we rebuke those things and they move around us or break up. How many of you know that that, that makes your, that, I'm strong in that. How about you? Because we've been doing it for years. How many of you know somebody's lifting weights for years, they're going to get strong, aren't they? Are you with me? Same thing's true in the natural as it is in the spirit realm. Notice James one twenty two. James one twenty two. Go there quickly. You're right there. That he who looks into the into the perfect law of liberty, that's the word of God. He who looks into the word of God and does it once in a while. Does it say does it once in a while? This is in the New King James now, James one twenty five. He who looks into the word of God and does what? And continues in it. Is that what your Bible says? Is not a forgetful hearer, but a what? A doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. See, if you go to the gym, like I already said, just once in a while... It's not going to do you any good. But if you continually go to the gym on a regular basis, weekly basis, or a couple times a week, and you do what you're supposed to do in there, how many of you know you're going to get, you're, you're going to build your muscles, aren't you? Well, the same thing's true with the Word of God. You go into the Word of God, you find out what it says about your situation, and you believe it in your heart, you declare it with your mouth, you act upon it, bless God, your faith will get strong. And it'll get to the point where you can believe God in any situation. You can believe God out of any situation. Notice Acts 16 and 4. Go there. Uh, Acts 16 and 4. Let's notice what the Bible says there about strengthening your faith. Notice here, and as they went through the cities, the, 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 the disciples, they delivered to them decrees to keep, which were determined by the apostles and elders at Jerusalem. So the churches were what? Strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. Notice this right here, that the, 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 the disciples went through and they were delivering to these, to these churches they were teaching the word, but they weren't just telling them to listen to the word. They were telling to keep it. Realize, say, keep it. Keep it. See, when you're obeying what the word says, see, there's too many Christians over the years that all they do is sit in here, sit in here, sit in here. They just sit and listen, listen. Here, give me more, give me more. And that's good up to a point. But if you don't ever do what the Bible says, then, then you're going to have dead faith. You're going to have fat faith. Is that right? Just going to be faith and a lot of faith. It's not going to be developed. It's not going to be strong. Did you hear what I just said? I don't want fat faith. How about you? 
I want, I want faith that's strong, that's lean and mean. And whatever situation comes up, we're able to believe God, do you see? And get the result. And notice these churches were strengthened in faith, not just by hearing the word, but by real loud, say, keeping it, keeping, keeping it. Say it again. Say, keeping it. Keep it. See, when you're, when you're obeying the word of God, you're strengthening your faith. There's more to it, my dear friends, than just hearing the word. You gotta, you gotta speak it. You gotta act on it. Just some examples, real quick. Go to Hebrews 11. I just want to look up a couple of these. Hebrews 11. Notice Hebrews 11 and 4. These are some examples of people with strong faith. God listed these people in what's known as the Hall of Fame of Faith. We'll just look at a couple of them. Look at this. Hebrews 11, 4. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. By faith, Abel offered. We're talking about an offering here now. Abel offered it by faith. You know, it's one thing to hear the word of God on tithes and offerings. And if all you ever do is hear the word of God on tithes and offerings, but you never give tithes and offerings, how many of you know you're going to have weak faith in that area? Is that right? There's a lot of Christians, they hear the preachers teach on tithing and giving and all of that. And, 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 but their faith is dead completely. They've got fat faith, if you will, because they've never exercised their, realize say exercise, exercise their faith when they, when the offering plate comes by to release their tithes and offerings into the offerings of God. How many of you know it takes faith to turn loose of money? It really does. How many of you know in the natural realm, naturally speaking, tithing and offering doesn't make sense, does it? It makes no sense. But you see, you're an acting spiritual principle. And God said that if you would be a tither, he'd open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. Is that right? Is that correct? He said if we'd give that he'd cause it to come back to us, good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Is that right? So you can hear that and agree with that and have fat faith or dead faith. It's not until you start releasing and notice tithing, not just once in a while. How many of you know you can't just give one offering one time and be blessed? Is that right? No more than you can go to the gym and give one time and be and get strong. I've had people over the years say, well, I'm going to try tithing one time and see if it works. Well, that's like going to the gym and saying, I'm going to lift, lift, lift weight one time and see if I got with Mr. Universe. How many of you know it's not going to happen, is it? It's say consistency over time. Yeah, just week after week or, you know, month after month, releasing the tithes and the offerings just in obedience to God. You know what? You'll get strong. You get to the point where you can believe God and see the windows of heaven open and blessing come to you. Did you hear me? You understand that? You can get strong. There's some people that are strong in their tithing and giving. And you, th- you thought I just talked about amounts. I'm not talking about amounts. How many of you know God does not look at amounts? He looks at percentages. You know somebody that, 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 that makes $1,000 and, uh, and, 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 and what's a tithe on 1000 A hundred. So they put in a hundred, right? And let's say somebody that got a million dollars put in $200. Now, who gave more in God's eyes? The person that got the thousand or the person that got the million? 
the thousand. But wait a minute, the thousand guy only put in a hundred and the other guy put in two. Well, God looks at percents. He doesn't look at amounts. That's the way everybody can be the same. But there's people that, that have been tithers and givers. And this is something that the Lord just strong on me to get across to you. He, you know, don't let tithing and giving be mechanical to you. When you release that tithe and that offering into the, into the treasury of God, be believing God in your heart for the return on that. Why? So I can be blessed? Yeah, so you can be blessed to be a blessing. Say amen. amen. And so be believing God when you release that money. Be believing God in your heart. Be believing God concerning the scriptures on tithing and giving. And confess over your tithe and your offering. That you know as I do this unto you Lord. The windows of heaven are opened unto me. And I receive that blessing back. Can you say amen? See that's what we need. Be exercising that week in week out. Week in week out. One reason people tithe. And they're they're faithful in their tithing. But they never see any return on it. Is because they're not believing God for any return we need to be believing god for return amen Amen. not so we can buy diamond rings and gold watches but so that we can be blessed have our needs met get out of debt and have something left over for somebody else Amen? amen and by the way god doesn't have a problem if you have a nice watch say amen to that just don't let that watch be your god don't talk more about that watch than you do the bible amen notice hebrews 11 7 Hebrews eleven seven. Come on, go with me here. We're talking about exercise in our faith. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen. Notice, things not yet seen. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By faith, Noah was divinely warned of things not yet seen. Now, what did he do after he got warned? Did he just sit there and wait for God to build the ark? No, what does the Bible say? Real loud, say moved. Yeah, he moved with godly fear and what? He what? He, he prepared an ark. Real loud, say prepared. See, what was he doing? He was exercising his faith. Let me tell you this. I can tell you right now if you're exercising your faith or not. Are you preparing for something? Are you preparing for something? Are you preparing for something? Are you getting ready for something? Are you preparing for something? See, if you're getting ready for something, if you're preparing for something, that tells me you're exercising your faith. I've been preparing for things, getting ready for things that God showed me years ago. I hadn't really seen any of them come to pass yet. But you know what? I'm still getting ready. Amen. I'm still preparing. I'm still getting ready. And you know what? They'll laugh at you just like they laughed at me, just like they laughed at Noah out there. And they laughed at him for about 120 years. He's building a boat and it's never really ever rained on the earth. And they're talking about a flood coming, you know. He's talking about a flood and the people are laughing at him. But you know what? He's moving. He's getting ready every day. He's preparing. He's moving. He's building this big boat. People laughing at him, no doubt, making fun. What's he doing? He's exercising his faith. He's exercising his faith. He's exercising his faith. And oh, he's so glad one day that he did because all of a sudden one day, drip, 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 started raining. Then it was a flood, wasn't it? And the fountains of the earth broke up and there was a flood on the earth. And everybody was destroyed except Noah and his household. Is that correct? Oh, be getting ready, be getting ready, be getting ready, be getting ready, be getting ready. What are you getting ready for? Well, for something God's told told you, you see. 
Faith is based on the word of God. What has God told you? You need to find out uh, what God wants you to do. What is it that he has for you to do? What does he want you to do? And then grab a hold of that and start getting ready. I remember one minister. uh, It's a minister example, but it shows the point. Years ago, he didn't have anywhere to preach. He had nobody inviting him. He had he had no invitations, nothing. But it was on his heart that he was supposed to preach. And you know what he did? He went in and started getting sermons ready. Start getting messages ready. Start getting, what do you call them now? Talks, messages, whatever you call them. A word, a, didn't Shakespeare say a rose by any other name? It still smells as sweet. So whatever you want to call it, a talk, a sermon, a message. But what did he do? He started preparing these messages. He said he got all these messages and he had nowhere to preach. But he got ready. He prepared. What was he doing? He was exercising his faith. And guess what? The day came where the phone started ringing and he got an invitation and then he got an invitation over here and he got an invitation over here and he got an invitation over here and 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 he got to the point where he was preaching just anywhere he wanted just all the time. Can you say amen? A lot of times we wonder why God doesn't use us more or why God doesn't doesn't use us like we think. Well, maybe it's because we haven't been getting ourselves ready. We've got to be exercising our faith. Notice Hebrews 11.8. Look at verse 8. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which, which, which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing. Real out say not knowing where he was going. Well, that's a person of faith. Person of faith doesn't have it all, all the details figured out, doesn't know exactly how it's all going to end up, but a person of faith knows what God's told them, what's in their heart, what they got out of the written word of God, what's in their heart. They don't know all the details. See, if God gave you all the details, then it wouldn't take any faith, you see. But God's not going to give you all the details. He'll give you maybe a general plan, a general outline, and then you take the first step and you start exercising a lot of times with baby steps, and then you get stronger and you keep going, you get stronger and stronger and stronger and the next thing you know years come and go and you're strong in faith bless God you didn't know where you were going but you wound up right where you were supposed to be can you say amen well I'm preaching myself happy I don't know if I'm helping you or not I don't know where I'm going well you're neither did Abraham he had a general idea now don't misunderstand me he wasn't confused or stupid or anything he he did hear from God he just didn't have all the details and notice Hebrews 1130 go to Hebrews 1130 notice this by faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days remember what God told Joshua he said take the people and have them circle the city kind of like going around a track how many has ever run a track besides me? He said, go around once a day for six days. I guess they couldn't do more than that. I don't know. Maybe they weren't in shape. I don't know. And so they go around once on the first day. Then they go around that city once on the second day. Then they go around once that city on the third day. Then they go around once that city on the fourth day. Then they go around that city once on the Fifth day, thank you. Then they go around that city again once on a sixth day. Is that right? Now they've been building themselves up. Now, wow, they're ready to go around on the seventh day. How many times? Seven times. Remember that? What were they doing as they were going around? They, they were exercising their faith. Not only exercising their body, but they were exercising their faith. 
And on the seventh day, they went around the seventh time, you know, and then they shouted. And then all of a sudden they tapped into the power of God. That's what faith will do. Tap into the power of God. And the walls came down. Is that right? Now, you see, what God has me up here doing today is actually just as a trainer. How many of you know, how many's ever had a trainer? You know what a trainer is? Sometimes you need a trainer. You know why you need a trainer? Because if you don't have a trainer, you're not going to do what you're supposed to do. That's why you need a pastor. Here, look at Acts 4. I'm almost done. Acts 14.8. Acts 14.8. But, but I want to get this across to you. Look at this. Acts 14.8, in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting. A cripple from his mother's womb, he had never walked. How many of you know that his legs were not strong? He had never walked. A cripple from his mother's womb had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. Is that right? Is that what your Bible says? Now, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Here we have a crippled man. Did he hear the word of God? Yes. Faith was there. And Paul observed him intently that he had what? He had what? He had faith to be what? To be healed. And is he still just as crippled as he ever was? Yeah, but this man had faith. But he's still just as crippled as he ever was. And with a loud voice, Paul said to him, stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and he what? He walked. This man just needed a trainer. That's all he needed. Paul was a spiritual trainer, if you will. You know what I mean, a trainer? How many of you knows what I mean, a trainer? I had, I had a, a fella, Brad. How many knows Brad Spangler? He came over to my house a couple of times, and, and I got some exercise equipment and whatnot. He came over, and he was going to help me, and he really helped me out. And, uh, and, and, you know, he had me, I mean, he had me doing all kinds of, of, you know, stuff with my legs, and he had me rolling and turning and twisting. He had me lifting things, and he had me hooked to this machine, you know. I thought I was on life support, you know, pulling these things and, all this kind of stuff. And at one point, you know, he had me in this weird position doing some kind of, I don't know what I was doing. I was sit-ups or something. And he, and, I, and he had me do like, like, like 50 of them. And I'm, you know, and I'm doing it. I'm coming up, you know, I'm coming up on 40. And I'm just so thankful. And then, and then 45, 46, 40. And I got to 47, 48, 49. I'm 50. And he said, you know, give me 15 more. And I said, what are you talking about? Fifteen more? You're crazy. I maybe do two more. He wants fifteen more. See, he was my trainer. And see, when my and he knew what he was doing because you see, you gotta stretch yourself, you see. No pain, no what? No gain. And see, that's all that Paul, uh, this crippled guy needed was a trainer. Stand up on your feet. That's why God has me up here sometimes, you know, saying things and loud. Sometimes I get a little loud. It's all right if I get loud if the anointing's on me. But why am I doing it? I'm trying to train you. I'm trying to get you ready to go out there. How many of you know there's a devil out there? How many of you know there's crazy people out there motivated by the devil? Is that right? How many of you know there's sickness out there? How many of you know there's disease out there? How many of you know there's poverty and lack out there? How many of you know there is? And that's why I'm here as a trainer trying to get the word of God into you and say hey it's not enough just to hear the word of God you got to exercise it you got to speak it you got to do it get your
yourself strong so that when the devil shows up to try to take your money or take your health or take your spouse or take whoever it is or take your baby, kill your baby, be ready, be ready, be ready. You're ready for it. Can you say amen? Pastor Terry, I don't like it when you get a little loud. I'm a trainer. Times a trainer gets loud. Give me 15 more. I wanted to tell him you're out of your mind. But I listened to him, you know, and I gave him 15 more. Now I haven't exercised much since he's moved to Tulsa. But you need a trainer. Can you say amen? Always be believing God for something. Again, don't wait for a need to arise to exercise your faith. Exercise a little bit every day. Amen. Uh, actually, the Lord had me, I'll close with this. A couple Sundays ago, the Lord wanted me to do a little faith exercise with you all. A little faith exercise. Is it okay if we do little faith exercises from time to time at the end of the sermons, messages, talks? Is that okay? How many of you, when you took, when, you, when I was a, a, in school as a student and I also as a teacher, they'd have self-tests. How many of you remember the self-tests? A little quiz at the middle of the section or whatever. And a little exercise to see if, you know, you're where you need to be. And I, I, we did a little faith exercise a couple weeks ago, actually. Um, and we, it had to do with provision. It had to do with provision. How many of you was there when, when we did that? You remember that? Right at the end of the lesson? We did an exercise. And we believed God for finances and provision. How many remember? Do you remember that? And the very next day, I got, a, I got a text from somebody who was there, exercised their faith. And uh, they testified and they were just so excited because somebody had, like that next day, somebody had, had, had given them a good amount of money towards something they were believing God for. Isn't that wonderful? Let's be believing God around here. Let's keep this a faith church. What do you say? Let's keep it a a church that believes God. I want us to be strong here in faith as it pertains to healing. I want people that come in here that are sick. I want us to be so strong in healing that, 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 that sometimes they just walk in the door and the power of God hits them and heals them. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I don't want us just to be strong in the occasional storm that comes through, but I want us to be strong in healing. I want us to be strong in provision. I want, I want everybody that attends here to have all their needs met, not only met, but abundantly met. Can you say amen? Stand with me if you would. Praise God. We're going to just close this lesson today. This talk, whatever you want to call it, we're going to close it with a, with a faith exercise. Faith exercise. Faith exercise. Faith exercise. Somebody said, but pastor, a couple of weeks ago, we exercised our faith for provision. You want to do that again today? Don't people go to the gym once a week, twice a week, do the same thing they did the first time they were there? Sure, do it over and over again. That's how you get strong. Let's believe God for provision here today. 
Be sure you have a list. Be believing God. Be believing God for things. Be believing God for small things. Be believing God for medium-sized things. Be believing God for some big things. Amen. Be believing God. Be believing God. Use your faith. Hear the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But don't have fat faith. Don't have dead faith. Speak the word of God. Declare the word of God. Be a person of love. Act on the word of God. Do what the word of God says. And little by little you'll get stronger and 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 I tell you what you'll get to the point where you can believe God in a situation and the power of God will go into operation and fix that thing faster than you can can even realize praise God faith exercise let's be uh, along two lines here this morning faith exercise along two lines provision and healing provision and healing provision and healing two of the things that God's people need probably more than anything else provision and healing didn't the Bible